Welcome to SAEM Academy Podcast, sponsored by SAEM Rams. Good morning, this is Caitlin Rubley live here with Dr. Tony Rosen. Welcome. Good morning. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background? Sure, so I'm Tony Rosen. I'm an ER doc at Weill Cornell in New York City, and my interest is in geriatric emergency medicine. I'm an elder abuse researcher and also interested in geriatric emergency prevention, and I'm the president-elect of the Academy of Geriatric Emergency Medicine, and I'm here to talk on behalf of Colleen McCown, who's our current president in our group, about what it is that we do and what are we're interested in here at ASEP 18 and what we do for SAEM. Why is it important to have an Academy of Geriatric Emergency Medicine, or AGEM, after all? Well, ultimately, it turns out that older adults are increasingly the patients who we care for in our emergency departments. More and more, older adults are the primary group that we provide care for, other than folks who specialize in pediatric emergency medicine, most of us a lot of the patients we provide care to are older adults. And unfortunately, many of our emergency departments aren't really designed for the kind of complicated, subtle problems, the syndromes that older adults present with. In emergency medicine, we're pretty good at heart attacks and strokes and acute traumatic injuries like struck by bus. We're pretty good at appendicitis and we're pretty good at ectopic pregnancy. But an older adult that comes in maybe a little bit off their baseline, maybe a little bit altered, who started new medications, and it's not really clear what's going on, and frankly, it's not really clear what the best next steps might be. That's something that's much, much more challenging for emergency departments to deal with, and I think that we really do need to do better in improving the acute, unscheduled care we provide to older adults. That's what we do. How do you define geriatrics and how did you become interested in this population? Well, it's a great question. Research has defined typically older adults to be aged greater than or equal to 65. The Older Americans Act actually defines age 60 as the age at which older adults receive certain community services. But from our perspective, there are plenty of older adults who don't have functional or cognitive issues, and frankly, many younger adults who do have functional and cognitive issues. Most of us think that the age 65 and above is typically how geriatric is defined, but realistically, the skills that we can develop and the approaches that we can use to care for patients in the emergency department who have cognitive or functional issues can apply not only to older adults, but also to younger adults in our emergency departments who need that additional assistance. So I think that older adult is not just an age definition, but also a functional and cognitive definition as well. And how did you become interested in working with this population? Well, for me, I actually went to public health school before medical school. And when I was in epidemiology, classes in public health school, I learned about geriatric epidemiology, not because I had a particular interest in it, but because I was taking every class in epidemiology. And I learned at that time about the baby boomer generation and about the changes in demographics that were already at that time occurring and which are even more dramatic now. 
And it felt to me like this was the key public health issue and that this was a crisis, not a crisis, I rather, that this was an issue that really we needed to focus on. And so I came actually to medical school with a real interest in geriatric care and a real interest in focusing on older adults. And I, in medical school, developed a real interest in emergency medicine and in acute unscheduled care, which I think is what we all really like to do as ER docs. But for me, it really felt like we could do a better job, as I know it feels like to all of us in the Academy of Geriatric Emergency Medicine or AGEM, that we could do a better job and can do a better job in how we provide emergency care to older adults. And we can think differently about how we provide emergency care to older adults. In talking about how we provide better care for older adults, what does it mean to have geriatric emergency department accreditation? Well, it's a great question. And it turns out that over the last several years, emergency departments have started to advertise that they had geriatric emergency departments, or that they were that they were geriatric emergency departments, or that, that they provided a specialized type of geriatric emergency care. Colleagues of mine, Tess Hogan and others, actually did some research and found out that among these self-described geriatric emergency departments, some had elaborate spaces that they were providing specialized care with several protocols, while others simply had a box with hearing aids. So even though perhaps describing an emergency department as a geriatric emergency department might be helpful from a marketing perspective, it really wasn't clear that there were any standards. And this comes after a really exciting process, which is that geriatric emergency department guidelines were developed in 2013. And so there are a set of standardized guidelines that could be followed. It's just not clear that all emergency departments that were self-describing as geriatric emergency departments were following these guidelines. And so it seemed like a real opportunity for accreditation. And what accreditation can do, just as it has done for trauma centers, just as it has done for stroke centers, just as it done, has done in many other clinical and multidisciplinary processes, it can encourage and it can confirm a set of standards, a set of baseline standards. And so what geriatric emergency department accreditation does is there are three levels. We believe that virtually every emergency department in the United States should be able to attain level three. However, many emergency departments will have to stretch a bit to get there. And so we're hopeful that virtually every emergency department, and frankly a lot are already interested in becoming accredited at a level three. Level two is more robust, of course, and level one, just as analogously in level one trauma centers, is the real gold standard. That is the receiving center that is doing the most geriatric emergency medicine innovation, data tracking, research, and quality improvement assessment. And from our perspective, one of the things that we're really excited about is that through the accreditation process, emergency departments can learn from each other. In addition to accreditation, I want to talk for a moment about the Geriatric Emergency Department Collaborative, 
which is led by AGEM members Kevin Bice from the University of North Carolina and Eula Wong from Mount Sinai, and many of us in AGEM are on the faculty and contribute in many ways to the Geriatric Emergency Department Collaborative. And what the collaborative recognizes, I think, are two key things. The first thing is that we ought to be able to learn from each other. The collaborative runs boot camps through a central faculty that can go to individual emergency departments and help them in a multidisciplinary way geriatricize their emergency department through innovative protocols that are going to be measured. And there are currently nine different emergency departments that are part of the Geriatric Emergency Department Collaborative, and the goal is for there to be a total of 50 in the next two years. And that's a really, really exciting program that's supported by the John A. Hartford Foundation and the West Health Foundation, and is a real initiative that's exciting because it allows emergency departments to learn from each other. But the other thing that I think is really important about the Geriatric Emergency Department Collaborative, and I think is an important thing for us to discuss, is that geriatric emergency medicine, just like other types of emergency medicine, but perhaps even more so, is multidisciplinary. It isn't just physicians, it isn't just medical providers, it's nurses, it's social works, it's techs, it's radiologists. We all have to work together to provide optimal care, and we don't just have to work with folks in the emergency room, we have to work with folks upstairs in the hospital and outside in the community. And so I think both the emergency department, the geriatric emergency department collaborative, and the geriatric emergency department accreditation process recognize that. But back to your initial question, what's the value of geriatric emergency department accreditation? Well, I think that it really has many values. The first is that we want to standardize this. If you're going to advertise that you're a geriatric emergency department, we want there to be a seal of approval that your community can recognize that you've been checked and that this has been confirmed. In addition, we want to operationalize the geriatric emergency department guidelines. We want to give people an opportunity to think about how best those can be implemented practically in emergency departments and how they can benefit patients. In addition, we want to give our colleagues in emergency departments around the country the tools to talk to their C-level executives to say, this is an important issue, and to marshal resources for this issue at their emergency department level. We also want to give the opportunity for emergency departments to generate innovative protocols and to generate research on geriatric emergency departments and how they are impacting patient care. We want to learn about things that are working, and frankly, we also want to learn about things that aren't working because we really want this process, like all things that we do in emergency medicine, to be evidence-based. And ultimately, the most important thing that we want to do is we really believe that this is potentially a step forward in providing better unscheduled acute care for older adults. Your academy is quite active on Twitter, and I'm just curious to know how some of the ways social media helps with your academic mission and moving forward. Well, I think that from my perspective, and I will say that I am just learning <laughs> the social media process, that there are certainly other colleagues at, at AGEM that are doing a wonderful job with social media. And I think social media is of great value 
for all of the academies at SAEM, but I think it's perhaps of particular value for us because while there is a growing group of folks that are very, very academically interested in geriatric emergency medicine, there is a much, much, much larger group, in fact, I would argue that it's most of SAEM's membership who would benefit from learning about the findings of the really cool research that's going on with our members. AGEM is an extraordinarily active research group and has a lot of real interest and a lot of extraordinary innovations and a lot of extraordinary critical findings that have come out and that continue to come out around improving the care for older adults in the emergency department. And I really think that a lot of folks that are ER docs who aren't maybe actively involved in our leadership at AGEM can really benefit from this stuff. And so we're really excited to get them out there, to get them in the conversation. And also, again, we're really, we hope, going to be significant beneficiaries of the new policy of not charging for academies. We recognize that geriatric emergency medicine might not be the first most important interest of a lot of our colleagues, though we hope that it is, but we also think that it might be the second or third interest, and we're really hopeful that our social media presence and the fact that we are now free, as all academies are, will encourage other folks who have an interest and perhaps a growing interest in geriatric emergency medicine to join our group and learn and work with us. You talked a little bit about the research efforts going on. Can you highlight some of the current projects that you're working on centered around the older population? Sure. Well, I think ultimately one of the main focuses from a research perspective, and many of our colleagues at the Academy of Geriatric Emergency Medicine are focused on this particularly, is focused on geriatric emergency departments. And are we learning is focused on geriatric emergency departments. And what we want to find out is, are there interventions that are really improving care? And which of the things that we are protocolizing are having an impact, and what is that impact, both short-term and long-term, on the older adult patients that we see? Ultimately, the emergency department is the front porch of the hospital. And so a lot of what we decide, and a lot of what we do, and a lot of what we don't do in emergency departments dictates the care of these older adults. And so we want to understand a lot more about what's being done. In addition, geriatric syndromes and the care of geriatric syndromes in emergency departments is a really important focus of study among our members. Delirium, falls, urinary catheters, palliative care, EMS and emergency medical services delivery to geriatric patients, elder abuse, there are many different things that our members are all focusing on. And there are many of our members who are funded by NIH, who are funded by other governmental organizations, and who are funded by private organizations. And from my perspective, that's one of the real values of AGEM membership. From my perspective, it really is an extraordinary community of folks who are focused on academic geriatric emergency medicine. And frankly, for those of us who are more junior, it's an opportunity to meet with people that have built geriatric emergency medicine and to learn from the real leaders in the field who are still and have remained very active in our group. 
What opportunities are available for residents and medical students to get involved with your academy? Well, that's a great question, and I hope that every academy says that there are a lot of opportunities. From our perspective, there certainly are. Actually, several years ago, we added, and I apologize for not knowing whether other academies as well, we have on our executive committee a resident and a medical student who are representatives to our executive committee. So certainly there's an opportunity even to get involved in the HM leadership as a student or a resident. And I did. <laughs> I did many years ago, and it's been an extraordinarily good experience. As I said, the leaders of geriatric emergency medicine remain active in HM and have been so generous to those of us that are more junior. It's an extraordinary community. It's an extraordinary community for mentorship. I feel extraordinarily lucky to have been mentored by many of the more senior experienced people in geriatric emergency medicine, many of whom are still involved in the academy. And so I think from the resident and student perspective, there's an extraordinary opportunity for academic mentorship and for leadership mentorship from the much more senior than I and much more experienced than I folks in the group. In addition, I think it's a really wonderful group. When I was a medical student, I remember the geriatrician said that geriatrics is a home for homeless medical students. And I think to some degree, it should come as no surprise that the ER docs that are focused on geriatrics, many of the more senior folks are super nice and they're super welcoming and they're super focused on helping us, the more junior people. And so for me, it's just been an extraordinary experience and continues to be an extraordinary experience. Also, I was a geriatric emergency department fellow. Many of us in HM were. There are a few fellowships, more now starting, and we hope that more will get start soon. And so I think if you're considering a geriatric emergency department fellowship or you're considering an academic career in emergency medicine, particularly in geriatric emergency medicine, meeting with us, particularly with our senior group, is of great value. And I want to add, to return to a part of the conversation that we had earlier, the geriatric emergency department accreditation is going to mean that many emergency departments who are interested in this are going to need a physician leader to lead their emergency department from a geriatric perspective. And so demand for geriatrics expertise and the professionalization of geriatrics expertise, both through fellowship and through other avenues, we think is going to become much more valuable, much more common, and much more commonly sought after. And so, from my perspective, residents and medical students that are interested in this niche, or frankly, who are looking for a niche, we think that the AGEM might be a really exciting opportunity for them, and we invite you to check us out. It's free, and we'd love to have you.